0: So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by Realtorandababy.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact
1: information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. Realtorandababy at gmail.com.
0: Welcome, darling. Welcome. Naughty Nine has arrived.
1: (laughs) I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic.
0: I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic.
1: And we are shooting on location.
0: That's what you said the last time. We're not shooting.
1: Someone may get shot later.
0: We're recording. Yep. It's a podcast, not a film.
1: Mm, that's right.
0: We are recording on location.
1: Chris loves to call me out.
0: From the Estate Day Alice. Quite lovely. Palatial Estate Day Mumsy.
1: It rained again. It always rains when we come here.
0: It does. We were up here, uh, I think the last time was Memorial Day weekend.
1: Bored. Complete washout.
0: Typical New England, like it was 45 degrees. It was raining the entire weekend. It was
1: miserable. I didn't bring the baby pants. I thought it was summer. (laughs) (laughs) We were at the Walmart trying to make something work.
0: We had the bird dog, we had the baby, Uh, my brother Rick was here, his two children were here. That's two out of seven children that made it down for that particular weekend. Um, And
1: we were all stuck inside.
0: Yeah. And it was... Long. Miserable. (laughs) Absolutely miserable. The
1: sun's coming out tomorrow, though. We'll get a nice day at the pool.
0: The sun will come out never, cause I married you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. That's my love song to you, baby.
1: That's so nice.
0: Isn't that nice?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Megan's all bitchy and pissed. Go ahead. Tell them why you're bitchy and pissed.
1: So I'm in a monitoring program because I got a DUI three and a half, over three years ago. Anyway, I have to submit to drug testing. So Monday to Friday, I have to sign in on my phone. And because of the pandemic, I went to virtual. Before, you used to have to give in a vacation like two weeks ahead of time. And... That way they could find you a new location because then any day you can get chosen to go drug test. So now it's virtual, so it's not a big deal. And it's been like that for over a year. So I always bring my testing supplies with me wherever I'm at. So I'm off my routine. Normally I check in first thing in the morning, um, but it's like we're vacationing. So I thought it was a Sunday. So we sat down to do the podcast and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm an alcoholic and I have to check in. So I go to check in and it says I'm chosen. No problem. I got my supplies. We'll record and then I'll go do it. It, doesn't, it only takes me 20 minutes. It's like video recorded. Anyway, and then there's a special message.
0: Mm, what's the special message, Matt? Report
1: to Potsdam Hospital for a blood test. Ooh. This has never happened before.
0: That's not good because we are nowhere near Potsdam.
1: We're about six hours away and it's 4 p.m. They close at 4.30. We're not going to make it. Nope. Even with Chris's driving.
0: Well, I could get you there at like three and a half.
1: So I had a minor panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> but I called out the people and they removed the blood test portion.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Yeah. So we've made it. Have we, though? I don't know. Anyway, Chris was all bent out of shape about it.
0: Well, I was bent out of shape because you waited until four o'clock in the afternoon to check when that is available no later than 5 a.m.?
1: Yeah. I forgot about it. I thought it was a Sunday.
0: Well, that's not my problem. We have an audience that relies on us to bring them the good word. And okay. you are fucking that up. All right. Anywho. So we're in Worcester. Mumsy has the bad asshole.
1: Yeah, Alice isn't feeling well.
0: Which is not why we came up. We just came up because, you know, we try to pop in every couple months. Would yeah, you say that's I would fair? Say every other month. You know, but unfortunately, she is the bad bum. So it actually, it's kind of good because, you know, again, Megan is a nurse practitioner. So she can, like, wipe Alice's ass.
1: Alice is quite capable. Oh. I would if she needed me to, though.
0: Why are you here,
1: then? I'm that kind of (laughs) (laughs) daughter-in-law.
0: It's actually one of the benefits of marrying a nurse. First of all, nurses are, like, the... Dirtiest people I've ever met in my life, like very dirty minded.
1: Oh, because we've seen it all, heard it all. Nothing surprises us.
0: Yeah, like you've talked about, you know, when you were doing floor nursing a million years ago, you'd be sitting in the lunchroom eating your lunch and then talking about somebody who just had like explosive diarrhea that ran up your arms and you're like, oh.
1: Got the sandwich in the other hand. Yep. I washed in between. No worries. Yep. Nope. It's interesting. You can have lunch, comp- also naked people. Like, I can see naked people, and it means nothing except, I'll check your back for moles. Like, it's not a like a sexual thing. I, I forget that some people are unco- uncomfortable being nude.
0: Yeah, no, well, not me. I mean, so funny story, last time I was in rehab, they check you, you know, to make sure that you're not bringing in any contraband or... You know, whatever it is, you're not supposed to bring into rehab. There's a laundry list of things. Um, Hopefully none of you or most of you out there don't know about that because that means you're in some sort of trouble, (laughs) which is okay. Yeah. We have places for you. And the nurse is like, "Okay, now I'm going to have to strip search you. And she like turns around to enter something into the computer. Three seconds later, I'm like buck naked.
1: She was like, not yet, sir.
0: I'm like, what's up, girl? (laughs) She's like, no, no. It's not that kind of place.
1: (laughs) And then it was, which is funny. But see, That's
0: uh, what happens. I turned it into that kind of place.
1: I'm the opposite. I don't mind seeing naked people. It doesn't affect me, yet I personally don't like being naked.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Frankie was made like lights off in the dark.
1: I would wear underwear and a cardigan sweater in the shower if that was an option.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it very well may be.
1: I may start Chris will walk in while I'm showering Because again it doesn't bother him And I like to brush his teeth And I'm like all kinds of turning around And covering parts up But like it's I don't know I don't like it
0: I mean hey We're all self-conscious about something right That's
1: it my naked bum
0: I mean I'm not self-conscious about anything Just how I roll Okay I should be self-conscious about my hairline But whatevs (laughs) It It is what it is So palatial estate de mumsy
1: Yes quite lovely
0: We left Pennsylvania on Saturday. We did. Uh, We're driving up here. This. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the PSA portion of the show. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to resume the PSAs.
1: I think we forgot them for a couple episodes.
0: Yeah, we did, which is fine. You know, we'll switch it up a little bit. Okay. So anyways, uh, in the left lane, doing approximately 68 miles an hour, because there is a complete asshat in front of us in a Subaru. And I am six inches off their bumper. If that. It's a 65 mile an hour zone. I appreciate the fact that you are a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Law um, abiding citizen. Yeah, that's not me. No.
0: Like you do you, but it's not your job to police my behavior. So <laughs> please, sir, get out of the way. After about two miles of me riding his bumper, which is actually good. Cause I think we saved a, a fair amount of money on gas. Cause we were, literally drafting him yes so uh he pulls over into the middle lane and then rolls down his window and he sticks his hand out the window so i'm a massachusetts guy i know what's coming
1: yeah you already got your fuck you too buddy prepared
0: he tells me i am number one (laughs) but that's not exactly what he did he rolled down the window and very calmly stuck his hand out the window, and he gives us the thumbs down.
1: <laughs> I've actually never felt so bad in my life. Like, what a n- kind person. <laughs> and he rode his ass, like, so wrong.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I, I did actually feel a little bit bad about it because he was should've. like 110. First of all, sir, you're not doing anybody any favors. You should have had your license clipped <laughs> over two decades ago, <laughs> and you have now held me up
1: about an extra 45 seconds our commute took. It's
0: 45 seconds longer than it had to. Okay. I'm just saying. So again, people, left lane travelers is for illegal shit.
1: Yeah. And we're sorry for the elderly gentleman with the thumbs down. (laughs) I agree, bud. Thumbs down to him.
0: (laughs) That's why Megan literally just brings a pillow with her on all road trips now.
1: I I try to be unconscious most of the time.
0: In some of those, what's the... uh? like the the thing you put over your face when you're in the spa, like the oh the, the like the little yeah the, the blackout little eye mask, mask yeah. yeah, Megan's got one of those, a pillow, and a bottle of Advil,
1: just to hope we get there, just safely,
0: hope for the best, yeah, right before last week or right before the weekend, yes, I had the privilege of being invited to the Union League Golf Club in Philadelphia, so this is literally how the other half lives i we are not the other half
1: we are not (laughs) we pretend to be sometimes but we are not
0: for those of you who don't know the union league in philadelphia is the very upper crust of philadelphia like don't even walk by that building if your net worth is at least two million
1: it's beautiful too
0: it's absolutely gorgeous, but it's like the kind of place that like Ben Franklin used to bring his side piece back in the day and like really? have his way with her hmm. or him. Again, we don't discriminate. We don't. We believe in all kinds of relations.
1: Extramarital affairs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Huge fan.
1: Okay. Speaking
0: of actually the cigar that Bill Clinton used on Monica Lewinsky is housed at the Union League.
1: That is not true.
0: That's how exclusive the Union
1: League is. It's
0: that kind of place.
1: It's not even right.
0: Anywho, so you get there, gated community, pull up to the little guard shack and little man jumps out. scares me
1: you went to one of the so they recently bought a bunch of golf clubs it started as a dinner club and like a place where gentlemen went just to hang out
0: yes correct and then they bought the golf courses and obviously it is not all gentlemen which is how i got the invite (laughs)
1: because
0: again i like to pretend that i'm a gentleman there is far from nothing gentlemanly about me
1: how about when the guy asked you you were like uh, just so you know, full disclosure: I have tattoos on my calf. Is that a problem? <laughs> Cause Do like, I need to wear pants?
0: I, you know, again, it's it's an exclusive place, and I didn't want to be an asshole. And being a member of a country club like that reflects directly on the member. Yeah. So, you know, I called him in the morning, and I was like, "Hey, just so you know, I have tattoos on my calves. I mean, they're tasteful. It's not like
1: a naked woman,
0: right?" But I said, I will wear pants, like, if, you know, if you want me to, which was basically me just being a scumbag and making sure I get the invite back. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so you roll up to the place, little guard shack guy comes out, who you're golfing with, blah, blah, blah. You turn into the parking lot and it is a sea of luxury vehicles, Bentleys, Maseratis, You know, the $150,000 Mercedes, like I was the poor guy.
1: I was just going to say, did they think you were showing up to work? Yes. (sighs) The dishwasher has arrived.
0: (laughs) I'm here to clean the china. (laughs) So then we get in there and the guy comes literally running over to my car. He's like, hello, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm like, I'm good, man. How are you? He's like, please don't talk to me. (laughs) so he grabs my clubs which is i mean that's kind of like a you know a country club thing wherever you go like you drop off your clubs so i reach into my pocket to give him a couple of bucks and he's like no sir i can't take money
1: that's crazy
0: i'm like are you kidding me he's like no i'll get fired i was like okay so we play our round you know it was absolutely gorgeous i'm not gonna lie our country club, I think, is in better shape than theirs.
1: The course, you mean?
0: Yeah. Like, our course just, it plays more difficult. The greens roll faster. You know, the grass is greener. What can I say? It
1: always is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Marriage number two. <laughs> to a complete knob. <laughs>
1: number two (laughs) that's how i feel right now no
0: no number two's an ass hat (laughs) oh okay number one's the knob there's a there's
1: that a step up or down yeah i think your
0: parents think it's a step down depends on what
1: you're comparing i guess
0: i definitely married up i mean it is what it is well we go and we have dinner and blah 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 and then the guy's like would you like a spa treatment like the guy that invited me i'm like a spa treatment he's like yeah there's a spa here and I'm like okay I'm down
1: we love the spa
0: so the woman starts to rub me down oh Megan
1: you didn't tell me about this
0: well I didn't necessarily want to I'm you know technically a little bit embarrassed by it because (laughs) they gave me a caviar colonic (laughs)
1: interesting
0: this woman literally rolled a six foot long white sturgeon in and pumped my colon full of caviar
1: <laughs> you're disgusting and full of shit
0: not anymore because I had the caviar I was colonic just
1: say how about it
0: so I had my upper crust day
1: and then he ate delicious food yes and
0: then. So we're walking out and the guy that I'm with is like, oh, that's Jimmy Rollins. Do you want a, do you want an autograph or take a picture? I'm like, who? <laughs> he's like, oh, Jimmy Rollins. He was on the Phillies. I'm like, is he buying a house?
1: Do they play soccer?
0: Right? Like, who's the Phillies? <laughs> and then I had to explain to him how I was like the least sports guy he'll ever meet in his entire life. And he's like, all right, I'll just walk you to your car.
1: Yeah. I think that actually This sounds awful But I actually think That hurts you business wise
0: I think he wanted me To be like super impressed That you know His country club Is the same country club That Jimmy Rollins belongs to But again Like unless it's Tom Brady Or Doug Flutie That's all you know Yeah Like outside of that Or Larry Bird
1: Yeah Chris doesn't know sports Not even a little bit
0: No it's not my thing Although he's been
1: fixated On going to a Red Sox game All week
0: Only because Again I don't care You know I don't care if the Red Sox win, lose. I don't care who they play or whatever. I just would like you to go to Fenway. No,
1: I would like that too.
0: Experience that because it is pretty cool, you know?
1: I love it. I I actually love a baseball game, not on TV. That's like watching paint dry. But I love the ballpark. I like hot dogs. I like being outdoors. I do. I I love a baseball game. I take Mac, you know, at least once a year. We already went.
0: No, it's 100%. It's... I hate saying 100 percent. It's a, an unbelievable experience. And again, you know, it's Fenway is one of those like super special places.
1: Yeah. No, I'd I'd love to go. It's like going to Camden Yards. Camden Yards is also lovely. Where's that? Baltimore. Oh, it's a beautiful park.
0: Dick and I went to Dick's My Father.
1: For real. That's his name.
0: Yeah. No. Well, I mean, his government name's Richard, but he's a sick puppy like me so he gets off and he's like "Oh, my name's Dick and make sure that everybody calls him Dick (laughs) anyways we went to an Orioles Red Sox game a couple years ago and what's
1: it called the stadium? Camden Yards
0: so Camden Yards is actually super cool because I believe right next to their ballpark is like some old factory or something like that which is the longest factory in the world useless knowledge ding ding ding
1: and Chris is like, I didn't see them play the baseball, but I learned about the factory next door.
0: <laughs> I took a tour about all the textiles they used to make there.
1: So actually, Camden Yards does an awesome tour of the ballpark. I went when I was a kid. It, it's really cool. On, on the days they don't play games, they do a tour. And it, it's awesome. Actually, cool thing if you're a drinker. They show <laughs> you the system where they pump the beer. It's like a, this like piped system throughout the bottom of the stadium.
0: What if you drink bottled beer? Then you don't care
1: I guess not But
0: Are there free samples? I don't know about that either There should be Because again Like uh, Bud Light Are we allowed to say Bud Light on here?
1: I don't know Or is
0: that like trademarked? Who knows Whatever That's like $20 a beer at Fenway
1: Oh it's crazy The prices at the ballpark are insane At the Phillies You used to be able to get general admission tickets I think you still can But when I was in high school They were like 8 bucks. Now I think they're like 25 And I don't know if you can anymore But you used to be able to bring in your own food like, I would go and get Primo's hoagies, and Mac and I would go sit and watch an afternoon game.
0: Yeah, no, that's a huge no-no these days.
1: I know. It's sad. Now you need those, like, clear bags and a certain size, and it's all stupid. And two Can't people, smoke anywhere.
0: You know, two people just... Chris to will sp-
1: never go again.
0: No. I don't... It, unless you can smoke. Or maybe I'll get a tobacco colonic the next time I'm at the <laughs> Union League. i could pump my asshole full of Newports. Anyways, uh, you know, a night at the ballpark for two people... That's easily tickets included, parking, blah, blah, blah. That's like a $500 night if uh, you're drinking. It's
1: insane. Yeah. It's so yeah. expensive.
0: Um. So anyway, so I went to, what's the stadium called again?
1: Camden Yards.
0: Yeah, that place Um, where the birds play.
1: <laughs>
0: like years ago with uh, Dick, my dad, my mud daddy, because uh, he was working down in Baltimore in the Inner Harbor. Lovely place.
1: That's like one of my favorite cities, actually.
0: Anyways, we got absolutely dismantled.
1: Oh, I think I know this story.
0: I'm, I'm not going to tell this story, but we were literally sitting right behind first base. Tickets were like a hundred bucks a piece. Let me tell you something. If you wanted to sit behind first base at Fenway, like we're stealing Alice's silverware. To get in. We're trading in the sterling, darling. <laughs> Anyhow, so that was, you know, my story of how the other half lives.
1: Then he went back to normal. He called me on the way home. I worked and we were leaving the next day. So like I hadn't been grocery shopping in a while because we were away for 10 days. We came back for only four and now we're away again for another like five, six days. Like we don't need the groceries. But anyway, um, so I'm like starving after work. And I was like, do you eat yet? He's like, oh, I had jumbo shrimp cocktail and I had sushi and I had (laughs) pork spring rolls. And I'm like, oh, my God, as I'm cutting a brick of cheese from the fridge.
0: (laughs) She's like, will you stop and get me sushi? I was like, no. There's mac and cheese in the closet. Literally. I just spent $500 on shirts.
1: Which is <laughs> <Just laughs> also a true story.
0: And I had Jimmy Rollins signed my shirts.
1: No, you didn't. No. You should have. No. All right.
0: It's not my thing. I know. But... I should have see, this is where I, I fail as a stepparent because Mac would have lost his shit if I brought him something autographed home.
1: I know because he like collects the baseball cards and the football cards and he loves the Phillies. You like totally blew. It. I don't even think we should tell him it happened.
0: Yeah, but instead I'm like an arrogant asshole and I'm like, who's Jimmy Rollins?
1: Yep, nope, thinking about only himself.
0: Jimmy Rollins got a bird dog? I don't know. Probably not.
1: He probably has a tattoo though that was visible.
0: He's Jimmy Rollins. I'm sure he can do whatever. He's the allowed to price get away with he it. Wants well, there. so were you. I wonder if he got the caviar colonic.
1: I don't know. Have That's you ever like- had one? No, and it's not a real thing and that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, you know how I feel about my asshole. It is sacred. I had to have it reconstructed last year. <laughs> Nothing goes near <laughs> it.
0: I don't know if this is the appropriate venue to talk about your Brand new asshole. Oh, we're
1: gonna have to talk about it at some point. I think that was a monumental like life event.
0: Um, well, I mean, let's just let's just get right into it then. Tell us about your asshole, Megan.
1: So when I was pregnant with Frankie, starting in, I don't know, maybe beginning of December when I was pregnant with her. So I was only like five months pregnant, I started having at times a painful bum. And I thought, oh, I have a hemorrhoid, you Ugh, know? It's my second husband. Because you get hemorrhoids, you know, when you're pregnant. It happens. So anyway, the weekend before Christmas, I worked a night shift. And the next morning, I was in so much pain, I couldn't even sleep. So Chris took me to the emergency room. I would like to say this day changed our lives immensely. I'm going to be completely honest right now. Our sex life took a hit for a while after this experience. Yeah. Would you say that was true? Yeah. Yeah so I'm in the ER and they're gonna do like an exam Chris steps out and literally hears me scream at the top of my lungs like it was shrill it was bad it could be heard from parking lot
0: and being the supportive husband that I am I knock on the door like hey is everything okay in there and the doctor's like yeah we're fine and I was like "All right, cool and I beelined it to the parking lot and started ripping Newport.
1: And he never looked at me the same again. <laughs>
0: I was on the phone with my lawyer.
1: So anyway, fast forward. They're like, oh, you know, there's nothing we can do. We need to get you in with a colorectal surgeon. First available appointment, January like 28th. So it's the week before Christmas. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I can make it. Now I have a very high tolerance for pain. And I'm pregnant, so I can't even take ibuprofen. So I am taking Tylenol and warm baths. This goes on for weeks. The pain got too so bad. I wasn't sleeping at night. I was throwing up because I was in so much pain. finally, on a Monday morning, I, after no sleep, I called the surgeon's office crying. I was like, please, somebody help me. <laughs> so they got me in with a surgeon at another office, I think that day. So I went in. They're like, we're going to need to do surgery on Wednesday. So, the next day, I start the prep. So
0: And not, Auntie Gay P, don't get excited. It's not the same prep that you're on.
1: No. So, it's a bowel prep. And remember, my butthole hurts to even pass gas. (laughs) (laughs) I thought women didn't do that. Well, I don't, but, you know, some do. That's what I've heard. So, anyway, I um, start the prep, and then I try to lay down, and I wake up, and there's a million missed calls from the surgeon. (laughs) don't start the prep Uh, we talked to your OB they want you to have surgery at a different hospital that has a higher level NICU because I was 24 weeks pregnant and God forbid the baby was born
0: and also a geriatric
1: mother And I was like I did start the prep (laughs) so I survived that and then he got me in with a friend on Thursday So I go to the hospital that Thursday. Chris doesn't come with me, but I call my mom to drive me because I can't even drive at this point. I can't sit. I can't stand. I can't do anything. I'm in so much agony. So she drives me. The doctor finally sees me, and he's like, let's do surgery tonight. So I call Chris they're gonna they're gonna operate. So he rushes down there or whatever. Anyway, they did not operate that night But they actually admitted me for IVP medicine. That's how bad it was. And it they, was
0: yeah, it was it was horrible Yeah, it literally it hurt to look at you and I you know, I was a medic in the army like I have seen people in agony before There's something very different about a loved one Like being in pain and then being on the sideline like completely helpless
1: Oh, it was awful. I mean, I like, le- I
0: felt like a complete asshole. So Well, you
1: were. I mean, you were like putting your business card on my forehead as I'm like laying there shaking <laughs> in pain.
0: <laughs> I actually sold a house to one of the OR attendants. Yes, you Or like did. OR something or others. You I forget sure what did. they did, but yeah, <laughs> see, it worked. It did work. Don't shit on my marketing.
1: No. Oh, my God. So anyway, um, the next morning... They take me to go into surgery, so they take me to pre-op. And this was like right before the pandemic, so Chris was with me. And it was the first time he met the surgeon. So the surgeon comes in, and the surgeon is a very large man. Mm -hmm.
0: What was his name? Just his last name. Shun Young. Shun Young. So like audience, what are you thinking? Shun Young. Dr. Chong. But not. Little Asian man.
1: No, instead, like six foot four, three hundred (laughs) and fifty pound white guy
0: was a Nebraska linebacker.
1: So he walks in, and Chris turns white as a ghost. And the surgeon's like, "Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Your wife's gonna be okay. The baby's gonna be okay." And Chris says to the man that's about to operate on my asshole,
0: "Who goes into colorectal surgery with paws like that?"
1: He was not amused. He was. (laughs) he's like well i went to med school he's (laughs) like
0: well if you want to go to med school and then do your residency and then blah 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 i was like nah bro
1: i'm just saying they look like ortho hands like Like they should be breaking bones
0: school's done for me but seriously you're going into my wife's asshole like be (laughs) gentle
1: so anyway also too since i was pregnant they couldn't do like the conscious sedation sleep so my options were general anesthesia Or like breathing tube and everything, or like a spinal, which is like what you have when you have a baby. So I was like, I'll have a spinal. Give me a little something to take the edge off because I'm afraid.
0: (laughs) So anyway, I'm literally
1: laying in the OR with my legs hanging from the ceiling in stirrups (laughs) as they are operating. And they gave me a little something to take the edge off. And it, it was quick acting, so I started to wake up and... The nurse anesthetist was like, oh, I'll give you more. I was like, you don't have to. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and I literally have tears of joy running down my face. And I'm saying, like, thank you all so much. I am joyful right now. It was the first time I hadn't had pain had in months. So anyway, I got a brand new asshole. Ended up having a fissure, a huge pulp that was the size of a golf ball. There was no hemorrhoid involved, apparently.
0: Nope, no nope. hemorrhoid at all.
1: Huge mass
0: and then the man came out and he was talking to me and i was like all right so seriously like why did you go? why did you go into (laughs) asshole surgery with hands like that and he was telling me about like you know his med school rotation you know and whatever that
1: mentor the
0: asshole portion of your med rotation is and he was like you know i had this really good mentor and you know that led me to where i am and i was like see like that's actually what i was going for i mean You know all joking aside Your hands are inappropriately sized For buttholes To be in people's buttholes Holy
1: mackerel
0: Um, You know but still Like that's I wasn't trying to be an asshole Well I Probably was I I was But I recovered well Yes I made a good recovery
1: But anyway So the moral of the story is I have a brand new designer asshole (laughs) And I will protect it at all cost So caviar colonic Not for me
0: I mean, hey. Don't. I'm
1: like a baby wipes only. Don't, don't don't go near it. Don't touch it. It's me and it have been through a lot together.
0: Don't knock it till you try it. Ugh. Caviar. I'm like getting chills
1: down my spine thinking about that.
0: Caviar colonics <sighs> are the new thing. I just started to trend. Everybody, I want your significant other to fill your asshole with caviar this evening.
1: It's disgusting and expensive. Like, I feel like that's, I mean... Like, why not spam or something that's like.
0: <laughs> spam only goes out the asshole, not in the asshole.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's Anywho. my story. I have a new butthole. Chris offended the surgeon. And anyway. then I think the little intern after, which was also not kind. <gasps> Remember.
0: Megan, so we're in, you know, the the little hospital room post new butthole and this little Asian, was she an intern, a resident? What's a the, resident, I think. Yeah, resident. What's the difference? She was
1: an uh, intern's like first year. She was farther along, definitely.
0: Okay. She I was, was hopeful it was her hands. Still, she was no more than like 14 years old.
1: That's what they look like. They get younger every year. I swear to God.
0: It's upsetting. It is. Anyways, Megan's like, um... There's something in my bum. (laughs) (laughs) I feel some pressure down there. And this little Asian resident's like, it's an anal tampon. And I was like, what? It's anal tampon. And you know me. I'm pushing the envelope 17 more times. What is it? It's an anal tampon. And finally, after literally 27 times, she was like, Oh, you're funny. I see what you do.
1: Yeah. She was lovely. And Chris was (laughs) offensive. And he got to go laugh at everyone's expense.
0: Yeah. Did not sell her a house though.
1: No, because she probably thought you were such a. I'm sure she walked out. Was like, this guy's the real asshole. He's real anal tampon. <laughs> yeah, seriously, not, not me. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> anyway, that is such a thing—an anal tampon. Had one. It's gone now.
0: Auntie Gay P actually wanted to, uh, what's it called, patent the manpon, which really? is for the homosexual men who may have gotten pounded, you know, just a bit too hard. And are leaking huh. after intercourse.
1: That's really interesting. I'm surprised there's not a thing already. I mean. Do you think they'd take them on the shark tank?
0: I may know a guy.
1: Love <laughs> we'll to look into this.
0: I'm going to hook you up, on TV. I AP. was just
1: going to say, we got you. Our but next sponsor.
0: The Man Pond. <laughs> Manpond.com
1: Anyways, let's round back. I'm glad I got to share my asshole story with all
0: of you. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of sponsors, thank you to com. Thank you to all of the listeners. Again, we are almost 2,000 strong. We are growing rapidly.
1: And we just got some new advertising. I'd also like to thank the um, person. I can't remember what their business is called. But um, we got decals printed for our back windshields. Yes. And actually, I was approached, like literally 12 hours in, by the gas station attendant at Costco, who was asking me all kinds of questions. It was super interesting. And then Chris was driving home. He's like, someone's taking a photo right now of my windshield.
0: I was actually super excited. I know. It works.
1: It does work. So I'm excited. We'll see if there's a bump in the numbers at all from it. I, I think so. I think there will be.
0: Also, if you see me ripping by you in the left lane
1: you can do more than a thumbs down he deserves it
0: with the so i married an alcoholic podcast sticker on the back of my shaggin wagon <laughs> that is an example of how you drive on the highway
1: <sighs>
0: left lane illegal shit
1: so anyway we're up in worcester
0: that wraps up the psa for today <laughs> the caviar colonic megan's new asshole so we're at the palatial estate day mumsy yes we are Megan and I had dinner with my aunt and uncle last night who I haven't seen, I don't know, it's been seven or eight years maybe. We were actually talking about, again, not that it's funny, uh, the time that I went missing and she was walking around like these shitty neighborhoods in Worcester like with her Louis Vuitton bag. In, like, a pair of high heels looking for her derelict nephew.
1: In cardboard boxes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cardboard boxes, dumpsters, you know, any other place that looked inviting for, you know, a a homeless derelict junkie. Mm -hmm. So we were just talking about, you know, the first, when we first sat down for dinner, they were drinking water in their normal. So they are more than welcome to drink. And I was like, hey, it's okay if you guys drink. Like, it's actually more uncomfortable if you don't drink. And they were like, oh, no, we've been, you know, drinking all weekend. They have a place down the Cape, Cape Cod. So they were down there partying all weekend. But I think that's one of those things, like, to to each their own in terms of, like, hanging around with sober people. Like, it doesn't bother me. I don't think it necessarily bothers you.
1: No, it doesn't bother me at all, actually.
0: Um, Sometimes
1: it helps me a little bit.
0: I mean, it's, you know, again, it's just, it makes me feel super uncomfortable because just because I can't have a good time doesn't mean that you can't sure. have a good time and enjoy, you know, uh, an adult beverage the way it's supposed to be enjoyed.
1: And if you have too good of a co- time and act like a complete asshole, I feel good about myself
0: no absolutely it's like a great reminder of it is why i don't drink anymore i know you know so it was good to see them you know it was good to catch up with people again that i haven't talked to in i don't know seven eight years something like that
1: yeah i think you're still kind of building back your people base
0: uh yeah absolutely Um, You know, there's there's a bunch of people that I have reached out to to make amends, be it family, old friends, etc. And some of them have received that quite well. And some of them are like, nope, good luck, bro. Which is fine, too. It is fine. I mean, that's a part of the process. Like I did some, you know, heinous shit back in the day. And if you're not ready for me to it's not explain myself, but like for me to own my shit to you and, and try to make it right. Like I can't. I I can't carry that on my back. Like, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. You know, you got to move on.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have to accept that you've, you know, maybe uh, ruined some relationships to the point of no repair.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, some of those are irreparable. Yeah, And that's fine. You know, well, not that it's fine, but like.
1: It's unfortunate. Yes. But at the heart of it, you know that it was your fault. You got to kind of move on from it. Like it's, it, if it becomes about someone forgiving you, then it, again, you're just repeating the same behavior. It becomes all about you again.
0: Exactly. So, and there's, you know, there's no growth there, if you will. Right. So, we stopped into Wright's Chicken Farm <sighs> the other day. So, again, let's, you know, we'll bring it back to the last episode. Megan and I just spent a mortgage payment. On dinner for two, eight-course meal, mad scientist. There was a bird dog involved, not my bird dog. There was a different bird dog. Anyways, and then we go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum.
1: That for $17, (laughs) you can eat all the chicken, (laughs) shells with jarred tomato sauce, biscuits, and salad that you want.
0: But you actually like the salad because you said it reminds you of your grandmother's salad. Because it was a
1: ton of oil, red wine vinegar, probably salt and pepper. Like there was, I mean, barely even seasonings involved, but I love that. And like iceberg lettuce. I don't know. It brought me back.
0: It's sometimes simplicity is a beautiful thing.
1: I know. And the salad comes out first. I'm like eating the salad, eating the salad. I didn't get much chicken in. I ate a a lot of salad.
0: I mean, like there's thousands of people in this place. I think the capacity was like 10 or 12,000, something like that. They said they
1: did 10 to 12,000 a night.
0: And I am literally unloading on Megan because she's hammering the salad. I'm like, you're fucking this up.
1: (laughs) Don't eat all the salad. I ate so much salad. It was so good. And then I had like six bites of chicken and a french fry. But it is what it is.
0: And then we walked home with like six pounds of fudge. Yeah. They do actually have really good fudge there, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I chicken and
1: fudge? Yeah. I mean, I don't know.
0: I wouldn't go to a chicken place for the fudge.
1: No, but it was really good. But we like fudge, though, in general. Yeah. yeah. It
0: just so happened that it worked out that they had good fudge.
1: Mm. So it's a New England staple. We posted a photo of us there, and Frankie enjoyed it.
0: Frankie did enjoy it. Papa
1: Dick was sad he wasn't there for her first time.
0: <laughs> pa- Papa Dick was actually pissed. Because <laughs> we ended up picking up a guy uh, that works on, like, I guess, my father's team or something like that. So we were in Puerto Rico a couple years ago. Um, and it's where Megan and I got engaged. And we were at happy hour. Um, and Francisco, or Frankie which is different from Megan and I's Frankie, uh, made this very emotional appeal to us. He was, like, shit-faced at happy hour. And he's like, I love your dad so much. Like, you, you I can't believe how much of an awesome guy he is. And, like... He randomly picked me up from a job, not like at the Home Depot, like they were working on a job together, you know, and and Dick really liked the way that he worked. So now he's a part of, you know, their team or what have you. They
1: kind of are a package deal.
0: Yeah. So anyways, Frankie lives in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So we ended up inviting him to the wedding. So, you know, we talk regularly. He's also a listener of the podcast and I had texted him on the way up and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like chilling.
1: Because he's up here working on a job.
0: Correct. Um, And I was like, hey, we're going to go to the chicken farm. You want to (laughs) come? And Frankie knows the chicken farm.
1: Because Dick's already brought him.
0: (laughs) Twice. The chicken farm lost money on Megan. Oh, no, they made money on Megan. They lose money on Dick. Every time. Dick is a five foot eight pudgy Italian man, but can easily fit like 60 pounds of food in at a meal.
1: Good I don't know where
0: him. I don't know where he puts it. It just goes in. <sighs> so we took Frankie to the chicken farm. So there's a picture on the "So I Married an Alcoholic" on Instagram of the two Frankies and Megan and I in front of the chicken farm.
1: It was good. I thought it was fried chicken the whole time. Like we're going there, and I was like fried chicken. I'm already like picturing my gallbladder acting up <laughs> later in the night. And then Chris is like, "It's not fried," and I was like, "Oh." It was. I thought it was actually kind of delicious.
0: I, I don't even know where you came up with the whole... I don't
1: know. Is it rotisserie? No, it's I different. Know. I don't even know how they prepare the chicken. The, first of all, they must literally make 20,000 chickens because it's free refills on chicken. Like they serve you a whole chicken and you can get another chicken if you'd like as long as you're dining in.
0: Chicken for days. Chicken for days. Unlike the chicken heads from back in the day. No, you didn't like that?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Chicken head. What's a chicken
1: do?
0: Think about it. Chicken head. No?
1: Nope. Okay. Maybe some of our listeners will get it.
0: <laughs> Maybe some of our listeners are chicken heads and they understand.
1: Still don't get it.
0: So Rick and I went to Cabela's this morning.
1: Mm. Shocking. We, were,
0: we were gone for a couple hours.
1: To the Whole Foods?
0: Yeah, well, we started at Cabela's, yeah. and then we went to the Whole Foods, and then we get back to the house, and I get, like, the fifth degree from Megan.
1: No, you didn't. Like, what
0: were well, you, want reliving your glory days with the cheerleading team from 98?
1: I did say that, but I was joking.
0: And I was like, no.
1: Where were you at? Spending all my money on the shit we don't need?
0: First of all, nobody can fit their arms around the cheerleaders from 98. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm married. That's right. But Rick did bang one of the girls in the, the bathroom at the Cabela's.
1: That's not true. Don't throw your brother under the bus. <laughs> he did scuba dive, though. A mom pool this afternoon, so he I don't did know. He did
0: scuba dive, which I don't get.
1: <laughs> I don't get. Not, not a leisure activity Chris is going to take on.
0: No, it's, it's, a, it's just not my thing. I, I enjoy my set leisure activities.
1: I did tell Alice, though, if she wants Scuba to upgrade. Scuba diving in
0: my mother's pool is not one I of
1: them. I told Alice that if she wants to upgrade, she should like put some coral in there, some fish. <laughs> so he has something to photograph all down there.
0: Now I will, if there's like a tuna ends up in the pool, like I will go fishing in Mumsy's pool. All right. And actually... It's saltwater now. I was just going to say she turned it into a saltwater pool, which I was losing my mind when she was talking about it because I was like, you are not allowed to spend any more of my inheritance. I have guns I need to buy and things I need to pay for. Stop spending my money. And she was like, no, it's good for your skin. It's, you
1: know, la, 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 la. You said it was a lovely experience today.
0: It was lovely. Kudos to Alice. Mumsy For turning the uh, pool into the saltwater pool Yes I actually really appreciated that Uh, Also we threw Bird Dog in there
1: Yeah and she swims really well She does It's awesome She
0: is well on her way to being a great Bird Dog
1: She is She would stop shitting in the house She'd be a good pet too
0: You shit in the house
1: In the toilet
0: Well you know Rome wasn't built in a day All right. Again, we're in Worcester and there's a little magazine or newspaper or something that's... Is it published weekly?
1: I don't know. I'm not from here.
0: I don't even know. Anyways, uh, my stepdad picked it up because he does the Sudoku. And there's the cover article on it is... Do you remember the wording on the cover?
1: No, it's like addiction in the pandemic. Basically, it was talking about opioid addiction during the pandemic.
0: Yes. And actually, uh, Mike is Mike, my stepdad, is holding it in front of us. It says, fighting addiction in the time of COVID. Which is very interesting because it goes into a pretty in-depth dive into, you know, how specifically in this area, which I think has been hit hard by the opioid epidemic in particular.
1: I think you guys were kind of early. Like, we talked about that. Like, Kensington and stuff like that. Like, you guys up here... you were very progressive in Massachusetts. Aren't we all, darling? That's yes. Worcester Here. started the <laughs> <Irbian> <laughs> epidemic. Worcester.
0: <laughs> There's actually, I don't know what it's on, but there is, it's something called like the Oxycontin Express or something like that, which I don't know if it was Netflix or something like that, but it was filmed in the early 2000s. Yeah. That talks about how the Oxycontin used to come up from Florida. And eventually worked its way into like Boston and the surrounding communities and basically like decimated the area.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, I don't think I knew that, you know.
0: So this article talks about, you know, how all of the in-person meetings got shut down um, and the some of the treatment centers also shut down, which is yep. interesting because the, I don't believe they shut down by us.
1: They shut down VA drug and alcohol. I told you that last episode. I don't Thanks listen. for listening.
0: I don't listen. But it also talked about, you know, how the Zoom thing. So, like, I I think a big part of the article was discussing how, when you're early in recovery, you just get out of these treatment centers. You know, they're always saying like, go to meetings, talk to people, ninety
1: and ninety, yep,
0: be around people, get a sponsor.
1: That's why the whole Recovery House Network is such a big thing, so successful. Mm -hmm. So you're never alone.
0: So that's you know, they're telling you get out on. You know, Tuesday, March 11th, 2020. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And then by the time the weekend rolls around, COVID hits and the world shuts down.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And they didn't have a backup plan. Like, there wasn't a backup plan at first. Like, it just stopped.
0: Yeah. It's not like in-person meetings stopped on one day and then Zoom kicked up the next day. No, weeks. No, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a long time for people being in limbo. Like, again, I in October we'll have almost 4 years clean. Like I can ruin my life in like 12 hours.
1: Yeah, forget a couple weeks break.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's one of those things you have to be constantly working on it, working on it. So that was bad news. Remarkable piece of information or thing that I got from it was that the CDC is now estimating that 2020 alone is going to be somewhere around 100,000 estimated deaths from overdose.
1: Which is up from a normal, what would you say? I
0: think like 60, 65.
1: Yeah. So one and a half times, almost double the amount. And a lot of that's being contributed to pandemic. Yes. So, I mean, you know, you heard it here first. We predicted it. We talked about this a couple episodes back, how that's going to be a whole nother wave of deaths that people, you know, didn't really consider during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And I I hope that the numbers go down for 2021, but here's the thing, I don't think we're really gonna understand or appreciate the fallout from this until several years down the road from now.
1: Oh, definitely. I actually just saw, you know what I just saw? And again, we won't get political and all this kind of stuff. I just saw today that the American Academy of Pediatrics, who was all about kids going in person to school, even last year, they spoke out against it. They just spoke out again that kids need to go back to school in person but they think they should wear masks i thought that was a hit for the kids
0: i mean again i think you know being in person because a lot of these you know rural areas or some of the more poorer communities like these are breakfast and lunch that's the only two meals a day those kids are getting
1: now i know and as you saw schools start to go back in person it was the poorest districts that were the last to come back
0: Yeah, which is, again, like talk about doing a disservice to a a population.
1: We're talking about overdose deaths being up, right? One of the things, and they were talking about this even like last spring, last summer, how um, child abuse reporting had gone down tremendously. People didn't stop beating their kids. Just no one saw it because the yeah. kids weren't going to school.
0: Exactly, cuz teachers, correct me if I'm wrong, much like healthcare professionals are mandated, mandated
1: reporters. Yes.
0: Yes. You know, they're not seeing those kids on a daily basis, which is affecting them way beyond, you know, just the instruction portion of it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, that's my that's my little soapbox for today.
1: We soapboxed a lot today.
0: I feel like we did.
1: And you know what? We talked about getting into step four, but again, it's like four in the afternoon. The baby's going to be up in about 12 minutes. We're sitting at the kitchen table. We're going to have to table that till next episode.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to... We can make a
1: deep dive into it.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait until we're back in the studio and we're not, you know...
1: So, Naughty Nine is me and Chris just bullshitting back and forth. (laughs) Hope we kept your attention somewhat.
0: It's not the Naughty Nine you think you were getting. (laughs) No, so there was nothing
1: naughty about it.
0: Well, I don't know. We talked about my... Caviar colonic, your brand new designer asshole. Um, Rick smashing some rando in the Cabela's bathroom. I mean, that's naughty enough. Yeah,
1: that's about all I can handle today. All
0: right, fair enough.
1: Now go make us Chilean sea bass. Okay. I'm hungry.
0: And I brought home some caviar too. I know. But it's not recycled from my asshole.
1: And it's not going anywhere near mine. You know the rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a disgusting woman. No. Anyways, I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Please cut off your pet's privates. And if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up. Ask for help.
1: And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. Have a good night.